guys. This is Beth. And this is Jeff. And this is your Enneagram Coach, the podcast, where we're here to help you to understand yourself with astonishing clarity so that you can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. Well, welcome everyone to your Enneagram Coach, the podcast. We are excited that our podcasts are now on YouTube. So check us out there and be sure to like this video and subscribe to our channel for weekly episodes. But today, we will be diving into the world of Type 8s, the passionate protectors. This episode will give you a fuller understanding of the Type 8 by applying our proprietary Enneagram content called Enneagram Internal Profile, or EIP for short. EIP is also the topic of our new book, More Than Your Number, which releases this September and is available for pre-order on Amazon. Yay! <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> We've been working on it for a long time, yeah. personally. So the fact that it's now come to fruition is, uh, is pretty awesome. <laughs> right. Well, Beth, since EIP is brand new, uh, it's a brand new way of approaching the Enneagram, can you give our audience another quick overview before we dive into Type 8? Yeah, sure. Well, we developed EIP to help you all to see and understand that you are more than just one number or type. Your main type, your main Enneagram type is, yes, it is the driving force behind why you think, feel, and behave based upon its core motivations. But it's not the only Enneagram type or part of your heart that is influencing you. So EIP addresses and clarifies the moments when you find yourself saying things like, well, part of me wants to do this, and there's another part of me that wants to do that. It's also like in Romans 7, when Paul spoke of the divided self, when he said, I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do, and what I hate, I do. Well, with EIP, you can better understand your inner world and bring God's truth and peace to all the parts of your heart. Well, the Enneagram symbol helps us to map out all of our EIP parts, which includes your main type and your wings and the paths. We can actually see parts in healthy and unhealthy ways. So in total, with EIP, there are six parts that we want you to focus on. And today we're going to be talking about type 8's EIP. But before we jump in, Beth, why don't you tell us some of the characteristics of the type 8 Enneagram type? Yeah, so type 8s, they engage in life with confident intensity, strength, and a determination to make things happen. They want to uh, present themselves as strong, self-assured, tough, and independent, so they won't be harmed. But beneath this strong exterior and armor is a very tender heart. They desire for someone bigger and stronger than they are to protect them. So they can relinquish their role as vigilant protector and remove their armor to reveal their more gentle and caring side. Now, their focus of attention is taking control so that they can protect themselves and others from being manipulated and harmed. They want to be self-reliant, assert themselves, prevail over others, and be invincible. The type 8s have many strengths. They are independent, self-confident, and determined. They have a take-charge attitude and meet challenges head-on. They are courageous, honest, and straightforward all the time. You don't even have to guess what a type 8 is thinking or feeling. They use their strength to support, empower, and protect the people closest to them. 
but type eight strengths can also become weaknesses. Their straightforward, honest, and blunt communication style can come off as mean and intimidating at times, and they can be restless and impatient when they perceive others are incompetent and slow. They put a lot of pressure on themselves to make things happen, and they become angry when rules are ignored or people just aren't doing things right. And they can feel unappreciated by the people they work so hard to protect. However, a type eight at their best embraces generosity and mercy. They know that God protects, provides, and never betrays or forsakes them. And they can balance their courage and strength with a gentle and humble heart and plow a path of justice for others with their strength. Well, thanks for that overview, Beth. And one of the great things here at your Enneagram Coach, we actually have a, a few different eights on our team. Yeah. And I can't tell you how wonderful our eights are. Uh, one, we experience a, so much of the healthy sides of eights mm-hmm. because they plow a path for both Beth and I. Uh, see, as a type six and as a, Beth as a type nine, sometimes we can get caught up in our own self-doubt. We can, uh, Beth wrestling with the idea of whether or not her voice matters, me wrestling with the idea of self-doubt. And so we've really hired out of our weakness for eights to step into the gap for us and to move us forward when we might be reluctant ourselves. What thoughts come to you about our team and how our eights function? Yeah, you know, I would say the biggest thing I notice is, one, they bring a a gentle strength and a gentle and tender direction. So I really, like we always talk about eights being a snowplow, not a bulldozer, but a big diesel snowplow. Because the eights that I know they are putting you and I and our team behind them and they're plowing a path for the good of the company, the good of our audience to bless others. And they can do that because they can assert themselves. They have gut reactions of, you know, what might work, what might not work. And they're willing to say the hard things sometimes, but they do it in such, like I said, that gentle strength that really is so um, affirming, and yet you really want to be like, yeah, thank you for guiding us. Like, I really don't think I could have seen that or done that the way you did it, and that's what I see in our team. Another thing that, as I hear you share about that, Beth, one of the things that comes to mind for me is that, one, eights often see strengths in us that we're not affirming of ourselves, and so they draw something out of us. The other thing is the eights workload. Man, these are get-it-done people, (laughs) and they bring on teams of people who can help them to get it done. And so they are always moving before us, moving your Enneagram coach further along as we expand our reach and bring forth a gospel-centered approach to the Enneagram. Yeah, it is so true. I love what you just said because it's they see – what I what I see with my team is the aides on my team, they not only see my weaknesses, but I would say that they don't see them as weaknesses per se, like a bad thing. It's just part of who I am. It's not, um, you know, we all can't have strengths in every category. And they're able to see that as it is and bridge the gap in whatever way that needs to happen. And I just, it feels affirming and okay to not have a strength in every category. They're, they're okay with filling the gap. So yeah, for us, it's just been super amazing having eights on our team. Well, let's dive in a little bit further. So each type has core motivations, four of them. 
Um, and they are the driving force behind why we think, feel, and behave. And when we start talking about EIP and our parts, it's important to remember that your core motivations for your main type never change. Each EIP part is trying to avoid or obtain your main type's core motivations. And that's key in understanding how to use EIP. So here are the core motivations of type 8. So remember, all of their parts that we're going to be talking about are really trying to focus in on helping the type 8 to either avoid or obtain these things. So their core fear is to be weak, powerless, harmed, controlled, vulnerable, manipulated, and left at the mercy of injustice. Now, their core desire is to protect themselves and those in their inner circle. Now, the core weakness of the type 8 is excess, where they're constantly desiring intensity, control, and power, and pushing themselves willfully on life and people to get what they want. But their core longing, what their heart longs to hear, is you will not be betrayed. Well, the good news is that Jesus uniquely speaks the gospel message to each Enneagram type, fully satisfying their core longing. It's hard for an eight to hear and acknowledge their vulnerabilities and weaknesses. As fallen humans, we all have weaknesses and fall short of God's glory and desperately need a Savior. We can't save ourselves, but Jesus Christ accomplished for us what we could not. Matter of fact, it brings to mind the words that John recorded that said that, um, fear not or take heart. In this world, you will face troubles of many kinds, but... I have overcome the world. Now, this puts the eight in a dilemma, because as we mentioned in a previous episode, is that we live in the already, but the not yet. Mm. And so, although Christ has fully satisfied all that he intended to accomplish, we recognize that we look forward with hope for the fullness of all that he did, the new heavens and the new earth, where there will be no more weeping, there will be no more conflict where the eight's hearts will actually come to rest knowing that Christ is their king, Christ is their stronghold. Yeah, and for type eights, Christ satisfies their core longing that they don't want to be betrayed, right? So though you as eights and all of us are weak, Christ is strong and protective, and he completed what he set out to accomplish. Christ will neither betray nor forsake you. And you have a true advocate whom you can trust, we can all trust, And nothing can stop Christ from protecting and providing for you. You can rest in his power and his strength. Well, in the past, we've talked about a type being healthy or unhealthy, and we referred to the levels of alignment with the gospel. When you're aligned with God's truth, you operate as his beloved child. You no longer use your personality strategies to meet your needs and desires apart from him. Instead, you go to your heavenly father who loves you, who will provide for you and has announced his own heart as he will be good towards you. When you're misaligned, you're operating out of your own strength. Your mind and heart wander away from fully believing and trusting what Christ has done for you. And you begin to think that you have to take care of your own needs by yourself. And when you are out of alignment, you live as if you're orphans. You really do believe that you're alone, and you need to revert to living as if you're totally on your own. Your fear and loneliness cause you to act out in ways that really does harm your lives and your relationships. But with EIP, this concept is simplified a bit. 
Instead of three levels of alignment, we're now referring to the two parts of your main type in the beloved child and the wounded child. The beloved child is aligned with the truth of the gospel and who you are in Christ. The wounded child is misaligned and seeks to live an abandoned life apart from others and God. Now, for Bethy, as we talk about EIP, let's apply this to type 8s. And first, let's talk about the wounded child part of the type 8. Yeah, as a child, type 8s experienced harm or betrayal. And even if they didn't, most likely they saw this occur in someone else close to them. So what they did is they put on this really strong armor to protect their tender hearts from ever being vulnerable again. They became adults early on and often overwhelmed their authority figures with their strong will and determination. So a type 8's wounded child part falsely believes that it is not okay to trust or be vulnerable with anyone, and it longs for someone to be in charge so they can finally rest and experience the carefree childhood they missed early on. But it doesn't believe that that will ever happen. We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, it's here. Registration is open for Enneagram for Moms cohort. Yes, from May 6th to May 13th, you can grab your spot to be in one of the cohorts with moms of the same Enneagram type, plus with a certified Enneagram coach leading the way. Wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be with like-minded moms who really understand what it's like to be on your journey as a mom? From your type? Yes, it will feel so validating, reassuring, affirming, encouraging. You don't have to mom alone anymore. Go to yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts to grab your spot today because there's only 25 spots available for each cohort. Now we have a cohort for all nine types in the daytime and one in the evening. But when the spots are filled up, they're gone. So grab your spot today at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. The groups start the week of June 10th and go until the week of July 29th. There are 90-minute sessions, and there's eight of them. Plus, you'll get a free Facebook group community where you can continue the conversation with one another. Join today. So a type 8's wounded child may say things like this. I must be in control of this situation so others can't control me or harm me. I'm the only one who can lead well, do what's best, and protect others from harm. Or maybe this, I must use my strength and quickness to show people that I am not to be underestimated. Mm, Wow, that is so right. The wounded child reacts and does its best to protect you and those closest to you from being harmed and blindsided. It struggles to accept, see, and acknowledge your tender, innocent, and vulnerable side And it increases your armor to challenge and harm others before they have the opportunity to hurt you. Unfortunately, this does not work. It only compounds the problems. So how does a type 8 begin to bring healing to their wounded child, Beth? Well, you need to first see its good intent, to have compassion for it as in what it's gone through. We need to befriend this part. One way to befriend our wounded child is to name it. Now, by naming it, we're acknowledging its presence and history in our life. Now, for me, I'll just give myself as an example, I have named my wounded child Little Bethy because it represents that younger self, that younger vulnerable part of me that 
is hurting, scared, and trying to avoid any more harm. Now, you can use a variety of names that might help you um, to understand and how to name your parts. Now, you can choose a name based off of what you're feeling around this part, or maybe an image that you see around this part. It could be anything. It could be um, my sad part, my vulnerable part. Um, it could be my wounded child part. You know, you can name it whatever comes to mind and feels best for you. But healing comes when we become present to this part and acknowledge it. We need to see its pain, understand its fear, and bring the wisdom and leadership of our beloved child to our wounded child. Well, that's going to be our next section is talking. So, Bethy, why don't you share a little bit about the type 8's beloved child? Yeah. So, type 8's, your beloved child knows who you are, and more importantly, whose you are, your identity in Christ. It is the Spirit-led self. It accepts that you are weak and that you are a human being, finite. And you know that because Christ went through betrayal for you, you can now vulnerably place your trust in Him. Your beloved child lives out Romans 8, 38 and 39, which says that nothing can separate you from the love, provision and protection you have in Christ. From this firm foundation, you can courageously share your vulnerable heart and plow a path of justice for others. So a type eight's beloved child might say things like this. I can be both vulnerable and strong, or maybe I can trust in God's sovereign plan for my life and wait for his direction. I can extend to others the same love, tenderness, protection, and justice that I have received from Christ. Yeah, that's right. And we call this gospel self-talk. The beloved child part will guide all of the misaligned parts of our heart back into alignment with the gospel truth. So here, AIDS experience the tender, vulnerable part of their heart, and their soul is at rest in the arms of Christ who is the one that ultimately protects them from harm. Well, let's look at type 8's connecting types, starting with the wings, the two numbers directly next to the main type. So for type 8, that means type 7 and type 9. But remember, your main type 8 core motivations are the core to who you are. Your connecting parts will bring both positive and negative characteristics to your main type, depending upon whether your heart is operating out of the misaligned wounded child or the gospel-aligned beloved child. This is the key concept in understanding how to use EIP correctly. So, Beth, why don't you start us off with talking about the type 8's uh, 7 wing. Yeah. So, type 8's, your type 7 part, is excitable, spontaneous, uh, distracted, impatient, and more social and outgoing. It anticipates future events as exciting, fun possibilities that you can't miss out on. Now, it supports your main type by helping you woo others and giving you a very quick mind, which increases your confidence and passion for going after the things that you want. Now, when your seven part is misaligned and trying to protect your wounded child, you might notice these things happening. You might be spending more money on fun and exciting escape hatches or unhealthy indulgences to distract you from life's difficulties. You also might be making big promises and exaggerating what is possible to convince others to follow your lead. 
and being more impatient, impulsive, demanding, and expressing what you want with little regard to how it impacts others. Now, these are all possibilities or examples for you to think about how your wing seven shows up to protect your wounded child. Each type eight will be unique in how they utilize this part of their heart. So, Bethy, can you share some possible examples of a type eight seven wing under the leadership of a type eight's beloved child? Yeah, so type eights, when your seven wing trusts the beloved child's leadership, it no longer needs to frenetically use unhealthy strategies to protect the wounded child. From this place of rest, you might notice these things happening that you're going to experience moments of grace and joy, which enables your heart to be more vulnerable and trusting of others. You're going to feel joyful, spontaneous, playful, and capable of making the impossible possible. And you're going to see when others can thrive and encourage them to become all they can be. As you can see, your wing seven part is a great blessing to you, your relationships, and your unique calling, which allows the beloved child to lead it. So we spent some time with the seven wing. Let's look at the nine wing. (laughs) Beth, you know a lot about nines, right? Uh, Can you help an eight recognize when their type nine part might be activated? Yeah, absolutely. So type eights, your type nine part is your best part. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Well, that's my main type, so of course I'm going to say that. So your type nine part is more open, receptive to others' viewpoints, and interacts with more kindness and compassion. It supports your main type, giving you quiet strength, steadfastness, and tender leadership skills that encourage others to excel in their strengths. Now, when your wing nine part is misaligned and trying to protect your wounded child, you might notice these things happening. You can see that you might be withdrawing and accommodating or people-pleasing to avoid conflict or tension. You're less aware of your feelings or less willing to express how you feel. And you might be quietly digging in your heels and becoming stubborn until the other person gives in to your way of doing things. I don't know anything about being stubborn, Jeff. (laughs) That's funny. Anytime that comes up as we're talking about type nines, I'm like, yes, I'm I actually call her Sally Stubborn. <laughs> Stubborn Sally. That's it. No. Oh, man. That's one of the things in regards to the EIP is that we don't want to name these particular types in negative ways because the, the reality is, yeah. is that the stubbornness of the nine is actually a gift uh, in many ways. But that's what we're going to get into next. And these are some possible examples. Each type eight will be unique in how they utilize their type nine part. So, Beth, why don't you share some possible examples of their uh, nine wing under the leadership of the type eight's beloved child? Yeah, so type eight's, when your nine wing uh, trust in the beloved child's leadership, it's no longer going to need to withdraw or numb out to protect the wounded child. Now, from this place of peace, you might notice these things happening. So you might recognize that others need your kindness, your empathy, compassion, and tenderness as much as your strength. And you become more patient, adaptable, understanding, and easygoing. And then you can mediate and harmonize groups by bringing people together under your gentle leadership and actively seeking ways to bring a healing world together. Now, like your wing seven part, your type nine is a great blessing to you that we absolutely want you to see, acknowledge, and use. So, and this is why we want to be careful not to limit ourselves with just one wing. 
We often hear people talk about their wings as if they're a subtype. For example, if you were introduced yourself as a type 8 with a 9 wing, but excludes the contrib- exclude the contribution of your other wing. Yeah, and while it's true that many people do have a dominant wing, we do want to make sure that we see and acknowledge both our wing parts. We don't want to be blind to the negative strategies or even miss out on the positive characteristics of the wing we use less often. So we're going to move on to the final two parts of the Type 8's EIP, the Enneagram Paths. You'll hear others refer to the lines and arrows, and to find your paths, you just have to follow the lines that connect to your main type on the Enneagram symbol. For Type 8's, that's Type 2 and Type 5. It's common in the basics or introductions to the Enneagram to teach that one path is your healthy path and the other is healthy, or one is stress and one is growth. But we're going to teach an advanced concept that each path can be accessed in healthy or unhealthy ways, depending upon whether their heart is operating out of the wounded child or the beloved child. So, Beth, why don't we start with type 2? Yeah. All right, so type 8s. Your type 2 part is helpful, friendly, cheerful, energetic, talkative, and engaging. It focuses on connecting you with others in hopes of experiencing their appreciation, gratitude, affection, and love. Now, when your type two part is misaligned and trying to protect your wounded child, you may notice a few things happening. You might be believing that you have to earn the affection from others by helping, supporting, and advising them. You might be taking offense when others don't help and care for you in the same way that you love and support and care for them, and then assuming that all your motives and actions are pure with no hidden agendas. But When your type 2 part is under the gospel-aligned leadership of your beloved child, you might notice actually these things happening. You will instinctively know how to make others feel special, seen, and supported. You're warmly responsive and generous with your time, talents, abilities, and social connections. And you are more empathetic and aware that sometimes you need to pause in pursuit of justice to tend to the immediate wounds and needs for yourself as well. The type 8's other path is type 5. This part's intelligent, wise, innovative, and curious observer that craves to know more. It fears that others will drain you of all your energy, emotional reserves, and resources. Therefore, it withdraws from others to recharge and to protect your resources. Beth, can you share a little bit what this looks like when it's aligned or misaligned and how this part might show up? Yeah. So type 8's. When your type 5 part is misaligned and tries to protect your wounded child, you might notice a few things. You might become fiercely independent and building up boundaries to protect yourself from others who might, you know, try to control or betray or deplete you of your inner energy. And you might use your intellect to sort out your feelings and desires and feel that you are all alone to care and to protect yourself. But when your type 5 part is under the gospel-aligned leadership of your beloved child, you may notice these things actually taking place, that you generously give others helpful insights and information that you've gathered over time, and you can connect with others from both an intellectual and passionate level, and you become aware of your inner world, knowing when to relax and recharge before your body experiences exhaustion or illness. Now, like your wings, your paths can be a liability or a blessing depending on the alignment of your heart with the gospel. That's why you need your beloved child leading all of the parts of your heart. 
We like to visualize the parts of your heart all riding on a bus together. So for the type 8, in your particular bus, you have the beloved child and the wounded child. And you're connecting parts, your 7 wing and your 9 wing, your paths 2 and 5. You don't want your wounded child part or any misaligned part to be in the driver's seat of your heart. You need a wise, mature leader who knows and embraces God's truth. When your beloved child is driving the bus, everything's aligned. The other parts fall in line together, and your heart can relax and trust that the driver's taking the lead. But when the beloved child disengages by going back to the bus to sleep, your wounded child and your other parts panic. They use their misaligned strategies and grab at the steering wheel of life. They're all doing best to help you, but... They are ill-equipped to take on this leadership role. They need the beloved child to awaken, get back in the driver's seat, and lead them towards gospel truth. As some have said, let Jesus take the wheel. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Well, keeping your beloved child in the driver's seat is such hard work. Because in this fallen world, you will never be perfect. But God has redeemed us and is continually restoring us We can be part of that restoration process by becoming aware of our inner world and the many parts that play out of our heart. Here are some practical things type 8s can do to integrate their Enneagram internal profile into their daily life. Number one is this, pause more often and pay attention to your conflicting feelings. It helps to record them in a journal. Pausing is a difficult practice for a type 8, so this practice alone can be incredibly insightful. As you get to know your EIP parts, give them a unique name, a name that you're most comfortable with that you can easily identify. Next, connect with one of our certified Enneagram coaches. They can help you move your Enneagram knowledge from your head and into your heart, where true transformation can begin. To find a coach that fits you best, go to our coaching directory at myenneagramcoach.com, and you can pre-order our new book, More Than a Number, on Amazon. Our podcast episodes are a great starting point, but our book is going to add so much more value. Plus, with all the free bonuses, you're going to be able to map out and understand and be able to create relationships with all of the parts of your heart, all of these God-given parts that help you to be the unique God-gifted person that you are. And in the next episode, we have something really fun and intense. (laughs) We're going to be interviewing a panel of type 8s, four of them, where we're going to talk about their EIPs and how they show up in their life. And you will be so blessed to come back and to listen to those in our next episode. Well, we've already had some initial conversations with them. So we got some big energy with a lot of insight, a lot of clarity for type 8s. So if you have type 8s in your life or know people who love them, please share this episode with them. Again, we are so excited to have our podcast now on YouTube. So if you're listening to the audio version, be sure to check us out there. And if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel. And as always, please remember that the Enneagram reveals your need for Jesus, not your need to work harder. It is the gospel that transforms us. 